Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Gold Crushers. I'm super excited today to introduce you to my guests, but also my friend, Michelle Michalizzi. She is a seasoned health coach, personal trainer, and registered yoga teacher with over four decades of experience in the industry. Throughout her career, she has obtained certifications from Villanova University and the National Academy of Sports Medicine. She is proud to be a registered member of Yoga Alliance and with a master's degree in administration specializing in organizational behavior from St. Michael's College. She has honed her experience, but also successfully owned and operated multiple businesses. She's had the opportunity to work with prominent companies like Revlon, focusing on the salon professional market through her marketing company. Alongside her dedicated team, her passion lies in empowering individuals to live healthy, joyful, and abundant lives by harnessing the transformative power of exceptional nutrition. Michelle, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I just feel super privileged to be here and just, this is the best way for us to spend time together. Two busy people. It's just what the heck, we'll do a podcast. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. And for those of you uh, who have listened for a while, you know that I'm very involved in fundraising for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and other charities. And that's how, actually how Michelle and I met in, what was that, 2021? Oh, it feels like a lifetime ago. I've been involved with LLS since I came to Arizona in 2009. So, okay, so we probably met any, before. Been at any time we had kind of a casual meeting because, of course, you're kind of a rock star in the LLS community. Uh, but I think that you and I started engaging more purposely in about 2019, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And then we ran for Woman of the Year in 2021. So I we think that's did, why you beat me. There's no winners or losers. It all goes to the same <laughs> place. Hey, you know, uh, but, I really feel like if you had to be runner up to anybody, it would be you. And you're right. We're working to end cancer. So there are no losers. Of course, we were competing and I did. Yeah. Lose. Yeah. It was a collaborative <laughs> effort. I, yeah. It was a great experience. It was a tough time to be fundraising, though, because it was, if you remember back to 2021, 2020 gets the bad rap, but 2021, almost the entire year yeah, was shut down. It was interesting because I had been nominated three times for woman of the year. And I really emotionally knew that I would need to wait until my dad passed. So my dad was diagnosed with lymphoma in, I would say, 2005. And he was, I have to do the math on that, but he was given five years to live and he, we got 12. And we got 12 because of the research that LLS does. Ultimately, all research that has had a major significant impact on cancer research has happened through the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. So I knew that I wanted to do it, but I knew it would be too emotional. I am an over, overly emotional Irish Italian Catholic girl. And yeah. so I needed to wait until my dad had passed to be able to really dig into the stats and that kind of thing. So on my dad's deathbed, I actually called LLS when he was dying and said, I accept the nomination. Mm. And what a commitment and testament to your father as well. 
I run in memory of my brother. And mm -hmm. so I think that's the only thing we can do is try and make sure that other families don't have to go through what we go through. And I think getting the gift of time with my dad was the biggest gift. And so I could have waited until if I was being super competitive, I guess I could have waited until <laughs> after the pandemic. But I felt that never in the history of ever did we have more of a need than during the pandemic because there were so many people who couldn't leave the house and needed our help. And so we did the best we could to deliver a virtual distance uh, poker run that was yeah. uh, through five different runs throughout different areas here in, in Arizona. But it became pretty evident once we were at the insurance level that I couldn't protect people from the potential liability of doing a run like that during motorcycle poker run with people. I tried the best I could to have a distance, get technology in place. But when it became clear that I couldn't really protect LLS from the liability of the potential, who knows what, I had to pull that run. So I will deliver that at some point. I will do a poker run in, in, uh, in honor of LLS at some point. Yeah. And, and I think the reason I bring this up is we are on the Bold Goal Crusher podcast and both Michelle and I have the same goal and it's super bold and that's to find an end to cancer. And one of the things that when you do have something that's so big is that it takes many years, it takes lots of money and it takes lots of people collaborating to achieve that goal and a shared vision. And sometimes as you're listening here, you may have a big wild goal that may not seem attainable, but that doesn't mean it's not something that you don't try to achieve. It's interesting you're talking about this because I tried yesterday to get some time to do a little reel. I've been doing like a little 30 second reel every day with a quick thought. And yesterday's thought was about falling in love with the process. Mm -hmm. And I'll deliver that at some point today, most likely, if I, get, if I can squeeze it in. I think if you're only driven by attaining the goal, then you'll quit. Yeah. But you have to fall in love with the process. And I think one of the things I love about you is that you love the process. You love the whole LLS. I, I want you. You're like super <laughs> inspiring. You're super excited about the process of fundraising the process of connecting with people the, and the getting dressed up for the gala. And I can't wait to dress up with the, with you this year and doing your hair and putting on the dress. And you don't move through the room. Okay, I'm here. You move through with purpose and you are always moving quick and you are busy because you love the process. Now, if we, and I'm going to say when we achieve the goal yeah. of curing cancer, you will choose another process because that's the way you're wired. So yeah. if you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to gain a, a position at work or you're whatever it is that you're doing, if you don't love the process, the daily, then you'll always feel like you're losing. Yeah. And I was a gymnast and I recently have been reconnected with one of the girls that I came up with. Her name is Dr. Kim Lannon. She made the national team. Her parents and Bella Caroli were my coach. Oh, wow. And Kim was one of the few rare people, okay, and it's super rare, of all the billions of girls that are doing gymnastics, only six make the national team every year. And Kim made the national team, and I didn't. So I could say I failed because I wasn't one of the six genetic freaks, basically, that, 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 <laughs> yeah. that made, the, that, that made the, the team, or I got injured, or I could let that beat me up. Or I could realize that the process of becoming a gymnast and learning to love the process of doing Romanian drills over and over and over and over again. No trick at the end of it for a very long time. That's how gymnasts learn. They learn the components over literally years. And then yeah. one day 
those components are put together and you throw a trick. And if you throw it well enough, you end up at a national team. But if you don't fall in love with doing sit-ups, you're never going to get there. I did 2,000 sit-ups a day for about four years without missing a day. I had a bet. Oh, with my wow. Kid. I couldn't do twice as many sit-ups for twice as long as him. And I think he, he did 1,000 and he lost track around 200 and I doubled him by a wide margin. So I fell in love with the process of doing 2,000 sit-ups every night. Yeah. And I love that you bring up the process because so many times we have these goals and we don't know how to do it or we're looking at people who have already done it and they're in their chapter 25 and mm -hmm. we're in our chapter 20 or maybe 20, but maybe Four. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you're you just know. thinking about it and you're like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so easy to give up because you may not see the results quickly or you may find something else that you're interested in. So how do you stay focused on the goal to keep going? It's not about the result. Yeah. You are, I, I love listening to the Calm app, but Jay Sheedy a couple nights ago, my husband and I have been listening to the Calm app as we go to bed, which is cool. This is my trip to get my husband to meditate. So we're in bed and Jay Sheedy was talking about the struggle. If you're doing a puzzle, was one of the, the analogies he used, and it's a 10 piece puzzle and you complete it, you don't feel a lot of like achievement. But if you do one of those crazy thousand piece, multiple colors, takes over your whole kitchen table puzzle. Yeah. When you put that last piece in, you're like, whoa. But when you're working on a puzzle like that, you're feeling achievement every time you look at it. Because even if you get the whole edge, you ever done a puzzle, you get the whole edge, you're like, oh. you got to celebrate the small wins as you're making them along the way. But you literally have to fall in love with the do yeah. as opposed to the end. And then what happens is you're right. You could be on your way to one goal and something, I always call myself an opportunist. Yeah. I have a goal that's way out there, but if something comes along that goes, wow, that's a cool shiny object, it might make sense for me to explore that a little bit. And then you go down that, that path a little bit, like, ah, nope, and you back up, and then you, you get back on the other goal. Or, but now you've learned something, so you've shifted a little bit. What that goal looks like changes because you're always evolving and changing if yeah. you are purpose-driven as opposed to goal-driven. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I love that you use the term purpose-driven versus goal-driven. And that really goes back to setting goals at the beginning of the year. Many people set goals at the beginning of the year and they're like, I'm going to do this and this. And then March rolls around and they're like, I checked a lot of email. Thing. I'm, in the, I'm in the health and fitness business yeah. and I do a resolution chat. I have done resolution challenges every year. Okay. Yeah. But the first thing is I don't just do a month long resolution challenge. 90 days yes. is what I do because if you, most people... 99% of people are going to give up within the first 21 to 30 days. They never make it to 90 days. But if you yeah. make it to 90 days, you're more likely to keep a goal. So I'd say that it can't be about the goal. It has to be about what your why is. You know, if your why is I'm going to lose weight because I don't want to be diabetic, maybe you didn't at least lose 50 pounds, but you're not on diabetes medicine. So there's a yeah. plus, right? So. Yeah. I think setting our goals around why is more important than setting them around particular numbers or how you want to yeah. feel when you get to a certain location. Because if I look at all the goals I've set in my life, I've hit many of them, but some of them I haven't. And some of them I care that I have it and some I don't care that I have it. The yeah. goal every day is who the best human being that you can be. Yeah. Oh, I every love day. that. Because if you're waging your value on whether or not you get the big check or the promotion or the 
that you lose the weight, then that's a really flat way of living. Your goal should be, you know what? Every day I wake up in the morning, I dust myself off, I weigh in with, okay, where am I at today? If I'm on the yoga mat, every day I show up a different person because some days my back is tight, some days it's not. Some days I yeah. fly, some days I'm just like laying down breathing. So the first thing is waking up and deciding, okay, where am I truly honestly at today? And yeah, then doing just, the best you can with what you've been given that day. If at the end of the day, you can say, with what God gave me today, I did my very best, you're winning. Yeah. And you just watch repeat. Yeah. And I think it's so important to celebrate the wins. I hear that message from you throughout our talk today, where many times people don't stop and celebrate those wins, or they think it needs to be something like a big production. If I achieve this, I'll go on a vacation. Oh, but I can't afford to go on a vacation or whatever. So well, I get love, another pressure-based thing. Yeah. 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 And I love that you talk about celebrating those little wins especially in that puzzle. I'm not a big puzzle person, but I did have a friend who did the Where is Waldo puzzle. Whoa, that's amazing, right? Yeah. No, thank you. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. I think that acknowledging on the inside is important because I could look, going back to my gymnastics days, I could say I didn't win an Olympic medal, so I'm a failure. Yeah. No, I never feel like I'm losing. Yeah, I feel like I'm winning every day, whether I hit those big numbers or those that big goal or not, because every day I show up with my A game. Yeah. And your A game is it changes. Like some days I say, you know what? I got out of bed. I made my bed. I looked at it. I got back in it. Yeah. Acknowledging where you are. And I think that this is what happens for folks that when they look at a big goal, I'm never even going to bother starting because I can't even get out of bed today. So how am I going to how am I going to start a big goal like that? The reality is like throughout your life. You're going to have stuff happen that's going to keep you like you're going to wake up and say, today's a crap day. Today, my cousin died of cancer. Today, my my cousin overdosed. Today, my dad died. Today, I injured myself. Today is not an up day. So you can't give up on the long game because you have one down day or one down month or a couple down years. You have to stay committed to being the best you can be. And if you do that, if you can say, you know what? I'm going to do the best I gave with what God gave me every day, then you're always winning. And people who win tend to win more. Yeah. So if you're yeah. constantly feeling like a winner, you're going to attract more winners in your life, okay, that are thinking that way. And you're going to create a winning lifestyle around you because winning is the way you operate. Yeah. I also think there's a lesson in losing. I think about when I was growing up, I'm an equestrian, so I've ridden horses my almost my whole life. And mm-hmm. I was around a lot of people who were winning all the time. And when they first lost, they didn't not know how to handle that. And well, see, that's the thing. You can lose and still be winning on the inside. Yeah. If you wake up that day and I didn't know that you were an equestrian, that's really cool. I've known you all these years yeah. and I didn't know that. I love horses. I think I grew up between a sheep farm and a horse farm. So I love oh, animals. Yeah. And uh, yes, there was a manure thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that when you're a winner, you realize that losing is part of it. If you're not failing, or I always say, if people don't like you, you haven't met enough people. Yeah. Like if you're out there meeting people and you're doing the thing and you're uh, achievement based and you're goal based and you're doing projects, if you haven't rubbed somebody the wrong way, you're yeah. not meeting enough people. If you haven't yeah. lost, if losing's part of winning. Or you're playing it safe. Yeah, which there's no fun in that. 
Yeah. A lot of people I do find that I work with play it safe. Well, I really want to do this, but I'm going to do this instead because it's realistic. Oh, I hate that word. <laughs> Absolutely hate it. I loved, oh my God, the comedian. He talked about his dad being an accountant. He did the, the Grinch guy. What's his name? Oh, Jesus. No. Okay. It'll come back later. Jim Carrey. Oh, Jim yeah. Carrey talks about his dad. His dad was an amazing comedian, but he decided to be an accountant because that was safe and realistic. And then he got fired anyway. And Jim Carrey says, you're going to have loses anyway. So you might as well do it, have the losses being doing what you want to do. Yeah. I think that you can get a J-O-B. Yeah. And do the cubicle thing, which there's nothing wrong with that if that makes you happy. But if you're every day going into a nine to five and you're just beside yourself miserable, I don't know. It's not really living. I'd rather be beside myself miserable and broke and struggling as an entrepreneur than to be beside myself miserable and stuck in a cubicle dying a little bit every day. Yeah. And you, you may or may not get the promotion at work. So you might as well be realistic. Build your yeah. side hustle on the side. You got kids to feed. You got a family to feed. Fine. But don't give up on your hustle because of your hustle. Yeah. You know, but I think it's so interesting. People are like, oh, chasing the promotion or chasing the raise. I'm an entrepreneur. I can give myself a raise and a promotion anytime I want. I yep. can change my title, whatever. And or fact, a demotion. Yeah, or a demotion. And in fact, with spam, I, I got an email the other day that my bonus went through and I didn't know I authorized a bonus. So <laughs> I was very excited. I was celebrating my bonus. <laughs> I, I, I actually bonus last night. I like during my sleep, I cycled twice with my health coaching business. And so I woke up to 108 bucks. So there's their dinner. There you go. Yep. So one of the things that you do is a new year challenge. Tell me a little bit about that. What does that entail? And what does that look like? So I do a lot of challenges throughout the year. I do an 11 day challenge, which is like a quick jump start, And I do a 30 day reset, which you're a part of right now. Yeah, And I also do a yearly reset thing somewhere in January. So the 11 day challenge, I have a team of folks that I work with both personally that I work with, but I'm part of a giant team and yeah. we all get together and support each other in 11 day reset where we're doing a protein pacing intermittent fasting program where it's a down and dirty. It's a really great tool for me. If I go on vacation and I come back and I want to reset, that's a great way to do it. It gets on metabolism reset. And then there's a 30-day reset, which is a little longer and a little less extreme as far as the fasting part of it, but still a way of to set a habit to yeah. jumpstart you a little longer. And then the Relentless Resolution Challenge that I usually do at the beginning of the year, that challenge, I don't just talk about health and fitness. I talk about the big picture. Yeah. Because to me, I think health and fitness is just part of the big picture. And I say to people, hey, what are some of the things that you're working on this year? And let's move the needle in the right direction. What would it look like? for you if next year these five things that you chose were different. Yeah. And then all of these things, we have Facebook groups where we're constantly supporting each other as a group, but everybody has access to me 20, literally 24 seven. So, oh. you know, I take all those years that I worked in social work and all those years as a personal trainer and a health coach and a yoga teacher, and I'm pouring that in. And then there's some folks that I work with that also want to grow a business. And so I'm business coaching those folks to grow a similar business as they envision it to be. I know what my business wants to look like and they might want their business to look slightly you know, different or, or emulate me. And so I work with them on growing their own business as well, whether it be as a coach like me or as a brand partner or an influencer on social media. 
Oh, I love it. So you're involved in a lot of different things. So if somebody is listening to the show and they're like, oh, I just love this conversation, how would they get in touch with you and how what might they expect? So you can find me on social media just about everywhere. If on Facebook and Instagram, it's Michelle McElizzi13. If you want to find like where everything is in one place, you can go to choosehealthychange.com and that's my website. You can check me out and my social media links are there. Or you can text me or call me or send me a carrier pigeon to 480. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I just love this conversation and I love what's evolved over the years as far as our friendship. Thank you so much for being on the show and just being your truly an inspiration. And I know lots of people out there can benefit from working with you. Thank you very much for having me on. I look forward to working with you personally, but also to continuing to chip away at this cancer thing so that we can yeah. have a different world in the future and supporting you professionally as well. And also always very impressed by everything you're doing. So thank oh, you you're so me. kind. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, it's time to get out there and crush your goals and everything that gets in the way so you do not have to work double time. So let's get to it. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.